All Sports, All Angles, All the News. The Radio Tab Breakfast Show. We're off to the city of Indore this afternoon, Andrew, for the third test, Australia taking on India. Can we bounce back? Can we show some fight? Yes. Fingers crossed that we can. We don't even know the makeup of the 11. Not even close to knowing the makeup of the 11. Adam Burnett joins us now from cricket.com to give us his thoughts. Adam, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Very well, thank you. What can you tell us here, Adam? What do you think the Australian starting 11 is going to be? Yeah, it's the, the million-dollar question, as it seems to have been for all three of these tests yeah. so far, fellas. But, um, look, the good news is uh, we can definitely say this time around, uh, I feel like uh, Groundhog Day a little bit, but Mitchell Stark and Cameron Green are fit, are available, and very much sound as though they will be selected. Uh, obviously, with Pat Cummins having to fly home, um, Stark will lead the attack. It sounds as though he's... His finger injury was, was much worse than what they probably initially thought and um, he's still got swelling and pain and and the rest in there, but um, he's good enough, he says, to, to play a test match. So he's he'll be in there, Cameron Green will be in there and, um, yeah, the, the rest of the puzzle has to fit around those two, I guess. And it's sounding as though from uh, the way the Aussies have been preparing, um, it looks as though Todd Murphy might be the unlucky man to miss out and... Um, it might be an attack of uh, Kuhneman, Lyon, Stark and Boland. Um, so we'll see if that's actually the case. But from what I'm hearing, that that, that is uh, as, as close to a confirmed 11 as, I, as I've heard. That's uh, fascinating, isn't it? And uh, as I said uh, earlier in the week, um, I'm not in any way being critical of Matt Kuhneman's first test considering uh, what he had behind him in terms of shield cricket and uh, then a diet of T20 cricket. It was incredibly difficult then to go out and bowl against masters of spin um, batsmen and he bowled really well. But I'm surprised Swepson has slipped so far down the packing order, apparently. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? uh, Again, there's that whole theory around... um, Finger spin versus wrist spin being finger spin being more effective over on the the slow turning subcontinental mm. tracks. So who knows, um, you know how much credos we should place in that. But look, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Kuhneman to uh, to go. I know Mitch was um, doing some work at the Gabba last week with John Davison, so uh, he, he'd be ready and raring if, if given the opportunity uh, as a new dad as well. But yeah, it sounds as though um, the finger spinners of Kuhneman and Lyon will get the start. Um, Murphy, unlucky, obviously, seven wickets in his, his debut test, and uh, but was nursing a bit of a side strain through that second one, apparently, and didn't bowl at all um, yesterday. Mm. I find it strange that, that Mitch Swepson was then taken back to India. Boys, mm. if we already had three spinners there, why would he have gone back mm. if he wasn't mm. really any consideration to play in the tests? Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting point. But it's a good point Adam makes. I mean, uh, you know, the, the finger spin versus wrist spin um, dilemma, if you can call it that way, that appears to uh, be the case in India as to uh, as to what is more effective. Uh, the one thing I'd say about Swepson is he's not a loopy sort of leg spinner. He's a pretty flat leg spinner. So, uh, yeah. to me, he gets the advantage of being turning away from the bat as well as uh, a bit more bounce. But anyway, uh, those on the ground would know more. I suppose... I suppose we often uh, are concentrating on the Australian team, and that's uh, always the case. The team losing seems uh, you're more interested in their lineup. But I take it uh, no changes for India uh, uh, in their um, lineup, Adam? 
Well, it sounds as though there might be one. Um, Kale Rahul at the top of the order started the series as vice captain. Uh, he's he's no longer vice captain. He's been taken out of that position, which um, Rohit Sharma suggested doesn't indicate he won't be playing in this mm. test match. But um, Shubman Gill, who we saw out here in Australia a couple of summers ago, a uh, very impressive top, top order right-hander. Um, he's been knocking the door down uh, somewhat for India. And, um, yeah, it sounds like... Uh, if they're going to make a change, that will be the one. Adam, what's the, uh, the scenario now with the World Test Championship being played at the Oval in, in early June? <coughs> we knew if Australia were to lose 4-0 that there could be a chance that we would miss that final mm. if Sri Lanka were successful in New Zealand. Has anything changed with that scenario? Or that's still pretty much it. Yeah, that's right. So um, even if Australia go down 4-0... Um, their spot in that World Test Championship final against India um, would still be confirmed. That final's on June 18, I believe it starts. Uh, it would still be confirmed so long as Sri Lanka don't beat New Zealand 2-0 in New Zealand. Um, and fortunately, from an Australian perspective, we've seen uh, New Zealand turn things around a little bit in the last 24 hours. So uh, that's heartening um, to know that Sri Lanka will have it up against them to head over there and, and sweep the Kiwis. I see that test series starts on the 9th of March, so we'll we'll know pretty soon, particularly if that first test doesn't go the Sri Lankans' mm. way as to whether we're qualified. But putting aside uh, test matches, uh, championships and uh, the Ashes series, I mean, uh, big test for Australia this one, Adam, isn't it? I mean, if we go over there and get belted 4-0, I mean, talk about us being the number one cricket nation and uh, all the strides mm. being made recently. Uh, it's two steps, if not three steps backward in my book. Yeah, I agree, and I think um, we've also got to look at it from the perspective that India have come out here and beaten us in the yes. last two Test Indeed. Series. So we're, we're stretching back now till the summer of 2014-15 that we actually beat them uh, in a Test Series, which is, you know, um, I'd, it would have to be close to unprecedented for us to not have beaten India in, in almost a decade. Um, so, yeah, that's it seems as though... India, you know, with their huge population and, and the way that they've developed their cricketers uh, under the sort of Kohli revolution, if you like, and Ravi Shastri there, um, is really um, paid dividends. And if, yeah, look, a 4-0 series result here would be pretty humbling for the Aussies. I think um, it would speak to a probably a widening gap between India and the rest, uh, I dare say. Uh, spot on, Adam. I think that first series, Andrew, remember we had those boys, Warner and Smith, who had been stood down. Mm. because mm. of the, the sandpaper gate. Mm. But last time India were here, remember, Virat Kohli went home after the first yeah. test for the birth of his daughter, mm. and we rolled them in Adelaide for 34, mm. and they <laughs> were playing right. a bunch of quicks that had had two tests between them, mm. and we got rolled here at home, and that showed yeah. that the, the, the world domination about. Mm. And I know Robert Crash Craddock has written, Adam, that it could be decades before we taste success in India. Yeah, yeah, and, and let's not forget also that... Um, one of the Indian heroes of that series, Rishabh Pant, hasn't yeah. even been available yes. for this series. One of the most dangerous batsmen in the world. And um, you can only imagine what he would have uh, added to this series. You know, the Australians have struggled to, to bowl the Indians out. Him coming in at 
five, four or five down, um, it would have been an absolute nightmare for the Aussies. Mm. And Boomer, of course, hasn't played as well, so mm-hmm. it's not as if uh, they have yeah. been at full strength while they've put the sword to us to date. Anyway, we're hopeful, I suppose, that uh, everyone's had, you know, eight or nine days to rethink, gather themselves, and we come out and give a much better account for ourselves. Um, I would like to think that's going to be the case, but I suppose before we uh, finish off, Adam, uh, be remiss not to talk about that wonderful game of cricket uh, yesterday that finished in New Zealand. Oh, incredible game, wasn't it? I think uh, fourth time in history, aside uh, one after following on, a one-run result for just the second time. Um, yeah, and such a great setting, that Basin Reserve mm, at Wellington. Wasn't it? Uh, it just seemed like a perfect day of Test cricket, really. Uh, and England lost, so e- even better. <laughs> yes. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> Last time we spoke to you, Adam, we were approaching the semi-finals and then the final of the Women's T20 World Cup. And... Once again, Australia have proved to be successful. They have won six of the last seven. And now Meg Lanning has picked up five ICC trophies as captain, more than anyone else in cricket. Ash Mm -hmm. Gardner was named player of the series and Beth Mooney player of the match. It was a sensational showing by the Aussie women. It sure was. I mean, they're such a dominant outfit, aren't they? Another unbeaten World Cup campaign, which... You know, we saw the likes of it um, from Ponting's Australians back in 03 and 07 and and these girls are are doing their um, bit to emulate that and then some. I mean, you look at the likes of Ash Gardner, who's 25. I think she's a three-time T20 World Cup winner, a one-day World Cup winner. Um, yeah, these girls are uh, taking every opportunity that's coming in front of them at the moment and they just seem so ruthless. They ever, No matter the situation they get in, they can win from it. Um, generally, they're dominant, uh, and yeah, it's it's hard to see. We just spoke about the the Indian gap, gap growing against the rest in, in the men's, and um, it seems that way with the women at the moment. They'll um, head off to India themselves now. A lot of them for the w- first ever Women's Premier League, which um, which starts this weekend. What are you expecting from that, Adam? Is that a three-week tournament uh, and, what, half a dozen teams? Is that uh, the format? Yeah, that's right, Uh, five teams. And, um, yeah, I've seen a a few Aussie girls named captains already. Um, Beth Mooney was unveiled as Gujarat's captain yesterday and um, Elisa Healy, I think, is captaining a side as well. So there's a strong Aussie flavour over there. It'll be be a good one to follow, I think. Um, Yeah, some... I think there's 30 internationals across those five teams, so... It'd be a good standard and, um, yeah, an awesome first step for the the women in in that um, Indian Premier League. You make a good point, Adam, because I have absolutely no interest in the IPL. But, Andrew, Mm -hmm. with those Aussie women there in the WPL, I'm intrigued (laughs) to see how they all go, especially Ash Gardner, who's the the, the highest paid overseas player. Half a million dollar payday, Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There's pressure on to perform. but um, And, and, you know, there's a nice Queensland flavour too with that. Both the Harris sisters are there. We've seen Laura Harris has, has had a real breakout season for the for the fire and the heat. Um, she, she's always been a big hitter, but she's really put herself, put things together this summer. And um, yeah, she'll be a, she could, if she turns it on over there, she could be a real match winner. Absolutely. I mean, uh, oh. she's as good a hitter of the ball yes. as uh, anyone playing uh, him in, in women's cricket. No, I'll be interested to know, Adam, whether the, uh, it imp- I mean, with T20 such a big part of the women's international game, mm. this will give the Indian women more depth as well as, yeah, um, you know, playing point. with internationals. You can already see them improving um, quite markedly in recent times in terms of their fielding and their running between wickets. This will be another step forward for them. So watch out the Indian women as well. 
Definitely. I think, um, again, probably a matter of time until they're Australia's biggest rival. Um, they're just about there now. They, they made some silly mistakes in that semi-final yes. that cost them. And, um, yeah, they, they, they had that game against the Aussies. They know they can beat the Australians. But, um, yeah, it's just a little bit of a mental stranglehold they've got over them at the moment. Good on you, Adam. Hopefully when we chat to you next week, it's 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one. yes. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I see Rohit Sharma said we wouldn't mind a green top in Ahmedabad yeah. so we get used to uh, some different sort of conditions. I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Adam. Thanks, mate. Chat next week. Good on you guys. Cheers.